Our high school guidance counselor used to ask us what you would do if you had a million dollars. Didn't have to work. And then invariably, whatever you'd say, that was supposed to be your career. So if you wanted to fix old cars, then you're supposed to be an auto mechanic. So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Initech. No, you're working at Initech because that question is bull to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean up if they had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke. Don't do If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Well, I'd buy... Well, I'm up next to Action Jacks. I'm Tom Howe. Andrew on the board. Sorry for being late today. We've got some uh, technical issues, uh, but we seem to be resolving them as we go. Uh, so we were on um, streaming. Uh, it was Zoom does not work, so we're getting people by f- telephones today. Zoom will be working in a bit. Uh, all these people involved trying to figure out wh- who the password, who the emails are. It's uh, with a bunch of different producers. It's not the easiest, but ma- uh, Andrew is working at it. Uh, so we'll be, we should be all good. Do we have Russell? Russell? I do not hear Russell. There you go. Now we hear you. Yeah, I'm here. SP futures down 20, NASDAQ futures down 156, and that represents a rally in the last hour because last night we had uh, Microsoft, Google, uh, uh, AMD, everybody kind of disappointed. The stocks are down. Uh, I don't think they disappointed that much, but they've been up so much it's been a little bit of a hit. So uh, Google is actually down 7. It's 5%, trading 145. Microsoft, which is going up every single day, is not only down, well, it's flipping around here with like a dollar down three dollars, down one ten. It's uh, all over the place, but it's down basically 0.8 percent. Since it's been nothing but straight up, uh, I don't think it's exactly a, a carnage to you, uh, um, Russell. I'm, I'm reading this stuff here. I know you were you snuck over to Davos without telling us. Yeah. Um, and I've been now. The question is, the uh, when you walk along the main street in Davos, these are talking about the big parties here, right? And everybody's mm-hmm. bitching and moaning because the Russians are banned from Davos. But evidently, the Russians uh, used to throw the most incredible parties. So everybody's pissed, even though they don't like their politics all that much. Uh, let's see here. When the, with the, when the Russian delegation again banned from the remote Alpine resort town, the parties weren't quite as opulent or as debaucherous, is that a word? As they used to be. And this is from a CNBC article. It's definitely a word. Okay, according to multiple long-time World Economic Forum regulars, that wouldn't be us, in years past, billionaire oligarchs bankrolled many of the lavish and infamous events held on the sidelines of the annual gathering. These parties' guests are spoon-fed caviar by models dressed in costumes. We can only imagine what kind of costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and blockbuster names in business and politics let loose and talk shop in a way where no filter sometimes yields results. There you go. No filter. No yeah. filter. I like that. So that, that if you're walking down the main street, you don't even know if you're important enough, right? Well, a monk, somebody dressed up as a monk will show up in front of you and unroll this scroll, and it says, you have been chosen and take you into a party if you were one of the chosen ones. 
So there you go. I've got to, I've, I've got to stop blowing off the monks that are that, that stop me on the street. I know. Yeah, they're inviting you to parties. I, I've been doing the wrong thing here. But here's a good one. Your buddy Scaramucci, the guy who was mm-hmm. Trump's guy for like two weeks before he, he's still a big shot I, of it. I know the Mooch. We were in Ireland together a while back. Well, get a load of this. He, throw, he throws this huge wine-tasting soiree, and he was late, and his own security wouldn't let him in. Oh, I love it. I can, I, I can only imagine the uh, the absolute meltdown he had over that. Don't you hate it when your own security doesn't recognize you and let you in your own I, party? I, absolutely. It's, he may have forgotten where it was or something. I, you know, I hate it when that happens. I just, I know. I, I just, know. I mean, it's just, it's just horrible. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. So the the bottles, uh, the one hundred point wines from around the world, are all like nine ninety five or higher a bottle, and. Uh, the uh, I don't know. Do you ever? I don't even know where you keep, where can you buy a bottle of wine for nine ninety five. Nine dollars and ninety five. Well, no, no, you know, that those Cal- those we can go get. Yeah, Cal's is Cal's is gone, but you know he would always have something for under ten bucks to fill off a truck. Well, there's always what? Is it, or what were we up to? Three buck chuck or four buck chuck or something? Yeah, yeah. Well. So those were, those were the days. Those were the now, now. Get a load of this. There's a huge party up top. And uh, so you take the, the tram up, or whatever the hell the thing is. There's a big part of it. The idea is that you uh, uh, you come down in a toboggan, you slide down. They call it uh, sledging. I and think it, I saw. I think I saw that. Well, evidently, like, like a, a video of that. What's uh, what's Kamala Harris's hubby's name? Uh, Doug, I, uh, Mr. Or, I don't know, the second man. Second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, Second is that gentleman, him? Second gentleman, yeah. Well, evidently, Secret Service wouldn't let him toboggan down, but he's all pissed off. Oh. Just, I mean, uh, like a little kid disappointed they didn't get to go on the ride because they weren't tall enough. I know. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, pro- the problem some people have. Well, you know, we had uh, talk about uh, the trading floor back in the day when there were absolutely no secrets. They had a... Uh, uh, we, we remember we used to do the thing up at uh, Great America, where we were to yeah. see. Oh yeah, that was that was uh, that was one of the best parts of being a Chicagoan right there. Well, and being in the industry it was getting to go to that every year. Well, they would have a thing where it was a night. Usually, it was earlier in the year, so it was kind of chilly. But still, the mm-hmm. only people could that go. Was, uh, one exchange did Memorial Day. Evo did Memorial Day, and CME Group did Labor Day. Yeah. And then I think they, and then I think they combine them all to Labor Day, and now I don't think they do it at all. But or if they do, or if they do, I don't get invited anymore. Uh, yeah, I I went on one ride where mm-hmm. they take you upside down and stuff, and all yeah. these all the people's change from above me were, were draining on my head. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine what how much they picked up off the ground at that ride at like the end of a day. Huh. And I said, well, that was it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm over to the bar. I'm, I'm, that's my last ride, my first and last. But uh, one of the guys, remember uh, Matt Filpovich? Uh-huh. Terrific guy. Well, well, Matt, what to get out of one of these ones where they have to put you in this vest thing because your feet are dangling? Well, the vest wouldn't close. <laughs> it was too big. You could only imagine how that spun around the floor the next day with pictures. Oh, my, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> poor, poor Matt. He's the nicest guy. Plus, he's not even that yeah. big. <laughs> it was, it was a, you know, he's just misshapen. Well, I mean, the dog, the ride. I mean, they didn't want, they didn't want you on there if you were some fatso. Um, yeah. 
All right, well, we had a bunch of earnings yesterday. We've got uh, allegedly we're going to do some kind of nasty thing to Iran. Um, we've been talking about the what war. Do you, what do you think the reaction? Uh, sticking with the Iran thing for a second, what do you think the reaction is in the market? I don't think the do market. Think, it, do you think it's if if we do something and the dust settles and, and it looks like you know we shot they shot and we're done shooting that we actually that actually they take it as a positive? Well, you know I. I'm gonna. But that, that, that we don't overreact is is gonna. I just. Yeah, I always try to guess when we know something's gonna happen. I always try to guess what you know. What is the reaction gonna be afterwards? You know, and, and are we gonna you know are we gonna blow up a couple of things in Iran and is oil gonna go down that day? You know, and and most you know the conventional folks are gonna be scratching their heads, going, uh, why why did it happen like that? Well, I've got a. Uh article up here that now that I'm I'm filing stuff I will, I will find at some point here uh, and it has to do with this last year and this year all day long if you listen to the people on TV all you hear about is recession that recession that re- you know and uh, I've mentioned this article a hundred times the guy said look we just went through essentially a depression with the COVID for two years the market went straight up because the Fed did nothing but pour money in they degraded the currency to the point where, the, the even though nothing's worth more than it was, but in terms of dollars, it is because there's forty percent more dollars out there than there were before. So if there's a recession, they're going to do the same thing, and, it's, and the market is going to go straight up. And just hope we don't turn into Argentina or Weimar or someplace. Uh, and I don't, I don't think anybody in the market right now gives a rat's behind about what's going on in Iran, Ukraine, no, or anywhere. Not really. No. The fact is, the last two months. The Fed has started to pump money back in the system. The money supply is starting to go back up dramatically. Last month it was up $100 billion. Uh, and I think that money is trickling into the market. And I think people, it, you know, if, if there's a 1,000 people left in this country, there'll be the right 1,000 and the market will be at 50,000. It is a lot of people's thought process right now because what, what, what has what is it what has affected the market what piece of bad news in the last 20 years other than maybe for a day or two has affected the market the fed just pours money in the next day and, and i don't see any of that changing russell i mean i and i the only thing i see somewhat changing is for the first time in several years it, the inf, the inflationary expectations and that what they tell you they are are starting to creep into the long-term rates a little bit and if and if they lose control of that and these long-term rates get to six or seven I think it, that's going to that's be a huge, huge issue. That's going to be a, that's I, I be a problem. Said, I honestly haven't looked at the longest of the curve lately. And well, we're up over four. We're up to yeah. four, four point five, four point six. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's a long. We, were, we we rallied up like on the ten year a bit, and then it came back. The the rate rallied up and then came back down. Correct. We were we got we, up to we, five. We had a little bit of a scare a while back, and then I just stopped looking at it. That's, what, that's Well, I'm looking at the for those that don't you know if you're looking this up, TNX is the ten year. TYX to the 30. We got to, we got to, there's point about south side. Uh, we got to 5, I'm going to make my date here, uh, 10, 18, 23, then dropped back down to 3.7. A lot of that happened, I think, That's with right. the uh, with this, the uh, Silicon Valley Bank, right? Well, that happened back in March. Um, we got, you know, we had an instance with that back in the spring. That's right, okay. Then, so yeah. right, that, that was That's when it first went to 4. Then they poured mm-hmm. the money in, went back down to three point five. Then it went all the way up to five. Then it went back down to three point seven. Now we're we're four point six, roughly. So, 
But I mean, I, I think people have decided. I mean, I, I, I see. I think inflation's starting up again. In a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, I will be. I, I, I expect us to be surprised by some sort of, um, you know, the inflationary number somewhere, whether it's in the employment report this Friday or what. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't. But it, it's gonna, it's gonna pop up somewhere. Well, everybody's everybody's gonna hit some. They had two. You know, I, I, they're talking their own game. That's why you really can't. Wa- when you get somebody up there who's a long only money manager. I want you to send them a check and always telling you about how great the world is. You really can't believe their view of the world because they're no. I mean, you, you just can't. I mean, because it they're they're only doing one thing, and then that's that's their story. We try and be somewhat balanced here. And, and the idea, the guy actually said for the last two years, wages are going up higher than the inflation. What, what's he talking about? The, the the best anybody's gotten on the blue collar oh, side yeah, in the no last in the last four years the best anybody's gotten any union that went on strike all this other kind of stuff is a twenty percent raise and, and inflation's got to be thirty five forty over the same period of time so no, nobody's caught and I know an awful lot of people didn't get a twenty percent raise and didn't get any raise yeah. um, so it's 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 it depends on how you where you land in there but you know if you're on that end of the sign everything is I don't think though. Given the numbers being gyrated around, I don't think there's ever going to be a real what you call recession in, in the gross numbers. But you could have ninety five percent of your population in a deep recession, right? I mean, in terms of their, you, go ahead. You think that high of a number that you know, that that it officially doesn't show up? But you, it, I don't. I don't. Think, I could, I'm going to say I everybody. Like a, I can feel like a third of the population, and that that's where you got me with that high number. I'm going to say, if you if, uh, do it this way, if you scrape the wealth effect off and just look mm-hmm. at income, what percentage do you think income is kept up with inflation? Oh, not, not very, very few people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, if, if, if you say... And, actually, and, and what's funny is even, even that, you know, the, the, the 5% that has been okay through all of this... Um, they're not really. Their income's not keeping up either. It's it's because the assets they have are increasing in value. Right. The the, yeah. the wealth. So, the no, wealth I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's income is keeping up with. I mean, you know, there, there are some people who you know who get the ridiculous bonuses we hear about on Wall Street, but for the most part, I don't think anybody's regular salary is, is keeping up with the with the cost of things. No, I, I I'm with you. I mean, I yeah. but I don't see how. Uh, you, you, I don't know. Yesterday, I don't know if you're you're in, you're in Florida, right? Um, well, if you if you're if you're dashing around yesterday in uh, News Radio seventy eight, which actually you know comes up with some pretty good economic stuff once in a while, but mm-hmm. the average home price in Chicago last year was up seven percent. How so? Explain to me if if the home price went up seven percent and the mortgage rates went up two and a half percent, what what does that do to your your nut? For God's sake, it it. It's very painful for the people that have had to buy and, and get a mortgage in the last couple of years. I think I think part of the reason that the home prices have gone up like that is not a whole lot of people are selling. Um, I mean, right, you know, right. you, you, well, if you, you get a three percent mortgage, unless yeah. unless you now, know, why why in the world would you want it? Yeah, you know. Um, and I, I I I continue to consider buying a place down here in Indiana. And not a whole lot's been coming up, and 
but I do see things getting. I do see a lot of prices getting cut when I, you know, when I'm kind of watching a place. Well, it, it sort of depends on you know. I, we have mm-hmm. a, a a pretty good finger, thumb on the pulse of the market, with uh, Audrey and Nancy coming out on, on Monday. I don't know if you ever listen, in on mm-hmm. Monday, but but now Audrey's had, um, well, Audrey's a special case because. People really like her. She does a great yeah. job, and uh, she's extremely. She's very established, and everybody yeah. who she sells a house with ends up being her friend. <laughs> you know, what, but she yeah. actually, I mean, she actually gives a crap. And uh, I, mean, I mean, she'll flat out tell you, "No, this is not the house for you. What's the matter with you? <laughs> you? You told me what you wanted. It doesn't even match up. I won't sell you this place." I mean, I mean, I mean she'll she'll say stuff like that where I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. will. But she's had a very nice business, but she gets a bazillion referrals, and and. And a lot of her stuff is, you know, it's she had she's had people who couldn't wait to get out of Chicago, people who retired from yeah. poli- police force and stuff, but they're selling a home in Mount Greenwood that they paid you know whatever, hundred grand for twenty years ago, and they're selling the thing for, you know, three and a quarter, three fifty, and they're and they're yeah. buying they're buying a town home in, you know, whatever Orland or someplace for, three fifty, and and they're essentially trading dollars. I mean, or, or four hundred, or I mean, whatever it is. So there's, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they're even paying cash because they're selling the other one. For, there's no mortgage left on the other one. That that kind of thing. So there's a lot of that going on, and it's essentially, you know, it's on, on a totally different level. It's it's the lady who bought into the, the basketball team with Mark Cuban for like mm-hmm. two billion dollars or some number. Well, she, from what my one of my clients tells me, she sold her stack in Las Vegas Sands. Okay, so she, I think mm-hmm. the old man bought it for, you know, he was the owner or whatever. So he, I think he croaked, so she gets the step-up basis, right? So nobody pays any taxes on it, which is even more bizarre. Sells $2 billion worth of the stock, and, I, and I, I don't think the lady or me or you or anybody would have any clue of what $2 billion sitting on a desk looks like. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's, uh, it, you know it, it's one of those things where you... Um, it, it, it's 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 a total it, it's it's monopoly money at that point. Yeah. But I mean, the the idea that somebody would work, you know, for fifty bucks an hour their whole life somehow make two billion dollars and buy a chunk of a basketball team, nobody would be dumb enough to do that. I, I don't think. I mean, or am I, am I wrong? You know, I mean. No, I mean, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I I severely doubt that there. You know, there's a lot of other ancillary things going on with. With the investment in the basketball team, yeah, but um, yeah. Well, and and the guy who's been the most, and I'm kind of surprised that you know you are a, a full-term economist. I'm I'm a half-assed economist, uh, but Carl is the one uh, has that brought up something that you know. I wonder if you've ever done this in class or ever actually want to. I've had one of your you know your, one of your peeps do some research and. Uh, and I don't know where he got this, but it's it's anyway. I think it's pretty clairvoyant, actually. He says for a long for any kind of period of time, if you have one one part of the population, and it's just one part, can borrow money at less than the real inflation rate, you absolutely screw up the investment world, and those people make a fortune. And it's all in it's that has nothing to do with income. It has to do with uh, prices of whatever it happens to be, be it baseball teams, football teams, mm-hmm. whatever's the time and. Because because people the inflation rate is is five or eight or ten, and they're borrowing at two. 
So if you can borrow it too, you're just going to buy everything you can. And the stuff yeah. just keeps going up because the next guy will buy it too. But, but it has nothing to do with... I mean, I, I sit, you know, some of the... I was going to say mope. Some of, the, some of the guys I hang with, you know, over an adult beverage sometime, and they're, you know, I say mopes, they're not mopes. They all got really good jobs in really good places, and I learn a boatload from them. But in terms of the stuff that you and I know, you know, in terms of capital asset pricing and things like that, like, these guys don't know that. I mean, I mean, most people don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know what they do. I mean, I wouldn't know how to, you know, God, you wouldn't want me taking out your appendix, for God's sake. Uh, I mean, no. I'd be on the wrong side. Uh, <laughs> or, or something, um, but you know, I'd say, you know, wait a minute, you're paying four billion, five billion for this team. Yeah, man, last person paid two, and they just made three billion in five years. Well, well, that that part's true. It's exactly what Carl's talking about. But if you and I yeah. sit there, we're gonna, we might do something stupid like, okay, wait a minute, what does this thing make per year? Well, they make two hundred million. Yeah, but they're gonna build a new stadium that's gonna be five billion. What's the what's the tax going to be on that? I ah, don't worry about it. They got all this dough. Okay, but how, how does somebody pay five billion for something that makes in their best year? I don't think a basketball team makes two hundred million. It probably makes hundred a quarter. Okay, how, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Five billion at, at even a five percent rate is what two hundred fifty million a year. And so, okay, you're making you're making a hundred and some. How does that dog hunt exactly? What do you mean? The price keeps keeps going up. <laughs> I get that part, but, but how, how does somebody, how do you join those two together in front of your class, Russell, where on one hand it's, quote, a good buy because they keep going up and you're, and you're buying it for less rate, but you're, what you're paying even at the less rate is way more than the, quote, income you make. So in my world, that's a horse bleep buy. In the other world, it's a steal. I mean, how, how do you... How do you use the PhD? Yeah, and it's a steal, and, and they're. I don't think people. I don't think people buy in a sport team to make money. But they always have, in terms of. A I know they always have. It's something that they won't. But um, you know, I, I, like uh, we go through these cycles with sports: what's really popular and what's not really popular. And um, you know, NASCAR had NASCAR had its day in the sun about 10, 15 years ago. And um, you know, John John Henry, who made a lot of money in hedge funds, bought into uh, bought into one of the NASCAR teams, and I'll bet you that he did not make money off of that. Uh, no. Well, yeah. So I mean, so the Finley Roush racing, I think, is what it was called after he did that. Um, but never really, I it, it's never really come up where uh, different people have. A, Access to different money, you know, different interest rates, etc. Um, but, but they have. I mean, I, 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 I know they have. I just, I'm trying. What I'm trying to do. How I was Well, the idea I mean, of like, well, yeah, I, I, I probably start out talking about. So when you get really rich, <laughs> yeah. Well, but the the concept is the concept of uh, Im- implied interest. Even around anymore? I don't think it is. I don't think I don't think anybody, even educated young people, have any idea what I talk about when I say that. Because it, because it, 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 in my day, when interest rates were were ten percent or twelve or something, if if somebody you know gave you you know, let's say they had they were going to give you a thousand bucks and somehow left town for a month and they left it in their pocket and it came back and gave it to you, you'd say. 
you just cost me 10% divided by 12, you dummy. I mean, it was, it was constantly in everybody's mind that you had money that was not, for wor- not at work that you were costing yourself, the idea of implied interest rates. You know, hey, if it's 10% or 12%, every month you're costing me a percent. What's the matter with you? Or, or anything you didn't invest and sat and it was sitting under the mattress, what's the matter with you? Now nobody cares because there, there is no risk-free rate kind of thing. I think we kind of lost Russell. Do we have our Zoom up yet? I'm thinking no. See, uh, no Zoom here, but uh, I could not tell you why we just lost him. I will give him a call back. All right, that will work. Uh, SP futures down 19. NASDAQ futures up down 160. While we've been talking, the NASDAQ futures have been down, went down again 200. Now we came back another 50. They're trying to come back, but uh, this is the first kind of shock some of these bigger stocks have had in a while. Like I said, they're, they've been up so much that it's really hard to... I mean, let me throw Microsoft up here just as a, as a laugh. Now it's only down 80 cents, so I mean, it's not exactly a sell-off. Stock was, uh, where, we, where were we at the beginning of the year? Well, at 1025, stock was 325. Now it's 407, and it's down 60 cents. So I wouldn't exactly, well, the recent, the recent little blip we had on the downside, we were at, uh, and we were at 370 on the 3rd of January. So that was what, this month? And now it's 407? Uh, so it's up, you know, thirty-seven dollars in a month, and I mean, it's just up every single day. And now on, on what's considered to be bad news, it's down 0.2 percent. So I'm not exactly crying a tear for the for the Microsoft shareholders. As a matter of fact, they're probably pretty happy. It came back four hours from last night. Same thing with uh, well, Google's kind of where it was down eight, but it was down a little bit more than that. The other one, AMD, is down eight bucks. Uh, we got a nice pet, we got a big fat winner on that one uh, so far, anyway. Of course, we haven't traded it yet because we're not open, but should be a fat winner. I did the 62.5 time spread uh, with a few of the clients, um, so that should be a winner. Don't know about the uh, Google. It might be a scratch, as they say. And uh, Electronic Arts, I'm not sure where that one is. So we did a few of them. Uh, people are getting a little more aggressive on some of this stuff. Uh, have a lot of clients uh, um, that are you know, trying out some different things this year, and that's kind of the beauty of of hanging with us versus uh, Big Cat Bob is if called to do something else, we can do it. I mean, we're very flexible. We have a lot of people that, uh, you know, every year rebalance their portfolios, and we can we can rebalance right with them. Uh, if you want to go to fixed income, we can do that. One of the treasuries, we'll go to the auction. I mean, that's the kind of stuff, you know, that we can do that most people are like, ah, oh, what do you mean? But if you're Big Cat Bob, at the end of every phone conversation, it's always going to be, Put more money in big caps. By the way, that's what I do is big caps. Russell, how you doing there, bud? You're back? It's supposed to be back. Oh, there. there you are. You're back. I'm there. I'm here. I'm here, as I was saying. Um, so so I, I, I'm, is it next year you're going to make it to Davos? Um, I'm hoping so. I, you know, I, I, I got to wait and see if my application to be a member of the World Economic Forum, um, you know, if I can get in. And once I get into the club, then I have to do something really, you know, really exceptional to get invited. And well, yeah, it's fifty-two I grand. I can't think of the exceptional thing that I can do. Well, you're on stocks and, and jacks. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm, I'm a B-list celebrity. Let me go. Um. So I'm. But am I? But am I monk worthy? Well, if it's they, not really worth going no. unless I'm going to have a monk jump in front of me and invite me to a debaucherous party. Yeah. Plus, you don't you don't I drink, can't. so how debaucherous can you get? 
I can't. I'm not very. You know, I can I can nap on benches where they say you're not supposed to be taking a nap there. Um, That's about as debaucherous as my life gets these days. You're not, you're not, you're not going to do the, the hooch gummies either? No, no, no hooch gummies. God, gosh, no. I, no, I'm not going to do it. Not, not going to take any of my gummies while I'm, I'm over there. I'm not going to take them with me because I don't want to go to jail. Oh, there you go. Jail, even though I severely doubt they care at this point. Uh, well, I don't think they care in Davos, that kind of dough. No. Well, if, you know what? If I, can, if, if I can borrow your private plane for the trip, which means, you know, I'm not going through regular security. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. Well, no, you got to have, you can't show up at a prop job. You can't show up at a Lear. It's got to be one of the new Gulf Streams. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if you if you have a prop job, you might as well, they're going to kick you off the runway. Yeah. No, they don't, they're, they're like, you can't park that here. So my question to you, if you send them, <laughs> if, you, if you fill out the application and you send them the 52 grand to join, if they say, eh, you're Charlie Tatuna, get out of here, do you get your check back, or do they keep your 52G? Oh, I'm sure they keep your money, don't you think? And they tell you you're out? That'd be awful, even for those Isn't guys. That, I mean, that's how we get the debauchery. Well, I knew yeah. the Russians were... I knew, <laughs> it's all the money. I knew the Russians were good for something. But, but yeah. you know, it takes a chunk out of you if they, if they impound your yatch. Anyway, to get back to... Uh, um, What's Kevin's favorite line? Uh, it, everything goes gradually, and then all of a sudden... Uh, when when do we care about the various wars in the world? I count at least four hotspots in the Middle East. Um, I see us, and I don't know what the story is at this. I've been talking about it all week with Mike and uh, and Lou. The the new war against these drones, mm-hmm. um, which is what everybody's using now, which is obviously better since so there's no people on them. Uh, I think you need a. A World War II plane to shoot them down. You don't want an F-22 shooting a million-dollar missile at them, do you? When they're twenty. No, I, I, you know, I, I assume, you know, I almost. Well, I've, I've read a little bit about the drone operators, and that's how they take out other drones is with drones. But what they do is they actually fly around and try to find an indication that there's an operator somewhere by, and blow that guy up. Yeah, well, it's. They tell, what they're looking for is they're looking for a certain kind of antenna. Well, you know, war, then, war never sort of really changes. You know, it, I was watching. Uh, I'm not a a huge, uh, well, I won't say expert, but I, I haven't read a real lot about World War One. That's kind of my next. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back a war. I've spent. My, I'm fascinated by World War Two, and and you know, what, and I think World War One is a good is a good one to look at to compare to what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Because of the because of how they're just sort of stuck now. Um, yeah, and also it's uh, when you see these countries. Uh, if there's a book. Actually, I found it. Believe it or not, I thought it was I thought it was waterlogged, but it's not. Uh, it's called the the fall of the dynasties, and it takes all the different countries, with they most were monarchies that were so disgustingly uh, corrupt before the war, that it had all the all the uh, Sounds like today. Population growth, economic disparity, arms race, and I don't what the fourth one was. So if you put all those together, you, you got nothing but problems. You know, you got people, yeah. and you've got nothing, you know, everybody wants what everybody else has got. You've got a bunch of men not working between the ages of 18 and 45. You've got massive arms race, which we have everywhere here now. But, you know, I, what I haven't, there's, I don't know, can I even con- conceive this and explain it? 
there's, there's all these different concepts, Russell, and you don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to tie them together. There's a concept of like the peacetime generals and mm-hmm. the stuff that goes on in peacetime. Now, do we really want, with the Republicans, what was the one bleep that actually told said Joe Biden is a coward, like personally, because he's not bombing somebody? I'm like, really? Give me a break on that. I mean, you're not the one who's pressing the button that's killing people, so leave the guy alone. I mean, it's it's a, it's a lot it's a lot easier to yeah, it's a lot easier to say hang him than it is to be the hangman. I mean, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but I, I wonder if we if we even at this day with, with everybody sniping back and forth and the homeland security guy getting impeached and all this other kind of crap, is it possible to grab five or six or ten regular people from both sides of the aisle? And say, look, we got to figure out who's doing all this crap, and I mean, really figure out. We're going to take apart the drone we just shot down. We're going to take apart this, and we're going to trace all this stuff back to where it came from. And if it comes back to the big manufacturer in your district, get ready, because yeah. because we're, we're going after them, and guys are coming out of that boardroom in cuffs. I mean, this idea that everybody's convinced that everything, every bullet fired around the world is coming from Iran. I think Iran has a bunch of no-good nicks. I mean, I get that. Oh, yeah. But the fact is, everything is not from there. I mean, the the the, the, the guys who did the uh, Israeli attack from the Hamas look, sure looked to me like a lot of those weapons were North, North Korean. They had the friggin' flag on half of them, didn't they? <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. All right, so how, how, did, how does North Korea get... The stuff that goes in those things are they metal and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, um, no, I'm, I'm not talking they, about the you know the crumb, the I mean, the gunpowder and whatever else is in there. Gunpowder, show my age, but are, are are they buying the blasting caps from somebody here, from somebody in Sweden, from somebody in Britain? I want to know where all this crap is coming from, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to kick ass and take names. I mean, if that's me, you've got, you've got to assume anything North Korea has is coming from China. Well, okay, but where did China get it but, from? From somebody uh, here? Well, they they got the designs for stuff and they tried to copy it. And my understanding, it, it, actually, this is my understanding about the arms in that part of the world, is Russia was the big supplier to everybody, and then China basically knocked them off. And the China, you know, the Russian Russian. Uh, weapons weren't all that great, and the Chinese knockoffs are even worse. But that's that's really what's floating around. You know, but I, but I, I think it's them making it's them making knockoffs of mostly Russian stuff because they have better access to it than U.S. stuff. But they're trying to copy our stuff as well. But I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I, I think I think China's the core I, is, the, is the middleman in all of this, where you know. I'm going to be. A bunch of different parts come from them, or the assembly happens with them. All right. What I, what I, my, my message here, if there is such a thing as a message for me, is I can speculate and be thirty percent correct. I'm going to say you can be fifty percent correct. Lou and Lou and Mike and Carl could probably be sixty-five percent correct because they know more about. Well, Carl wasn't, but Mike knows where the stuff comes from, sort of. But I'm yeah. saying if I'm going to actually arrest people. And if I'm going to start raining bombs on people, I got to be a little more than sixty percent. That would just be yeah. Me. So I mean, I, I, I no, mean, you got to you know, it, you know what I really want in this whole situation, and my, what I would love for the Biden administration to do, or not, yeah, or you know what, somebody in Europe, or so, somebody somewhere, 
But do you remember when we had the Cuban Missile Crisis and the um, and and you know, the Russians kept saying we're not doing anything there, and Adelaide Stevenson went before the UN with you know with spy plane photos that say here they are they're right there that's what, that I I would like to see somebody go to the UN and lay out kind of evidence that that you know that just says. You know, here's the money trail to this bad group that did this, and just have a whole bunch of strings that go back to Iran. Well, that's that's my whole. Yeah, that, it, it, I would I would like to see, you know, that that was really something that that sort of turned the Cuban Missile Crisis and, and made everybody very aware of it. But you know, anything beyond a direct connection, you lose a lot of people. So you've got to you got to lay it out, you know, in a very basic terms, and. Uh, you know, I would love to see, and and maybe they don't want to because they don't like where where you know some of those lines are going to lead. Well, I think, I mean, to me, yeah, I mean, we have you know we have people on the show. You know, it's Iran. This you got to go bomb the guys. Okay, well, let's find out. Let me get this straight. It's, to me, it's it's all. And I, I shouldn't I shouldn't do the stuff I do, uh, Russell. But did you ever read the uh, Dogs of War? Yeah, and and you know. Obviously, the story is, is it, but whenever I read something from uh, Forsyth or Al Ludlum or uh, who's the other guy, Tom Clancy, I mean, you kind of know how it ends, right? But you still keep reading it because the detail is what's fascinating. Yeah, and they say, and they say the detail in especially Clancy books is just spot on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. and he and he uh, anyway. But the idea of how, right? Okay, it's all Iran. All right, fine, fine. Let's quit. Let's quit drinking the adult beverage for a second. When you say it's all Iran, how exactly does a country that can't go through the SWIFT system, um, they they can't essentially cash a check in the international market? Correct? Isn't that the story? Uh, how do how do they exactly buy all this stuff from somebody? I mean, is there a pallets of cash? Oh, well, okay. So, but but is it? I, it, I mean, when, okay, when but I, when I, I, I I just want I'm just. I'm just a Luddite. We, we, we sent them a plane load of cra- cash when I, I get it. We but, made some sort of deal with them a while back. Uh, uh, we we gave them back their their progress, their their uh, initial payments, and and now granted, we sent them cash at a time when maybe we shouldn't have, but the money was there. Some money they sent us years ago uh, for military stuff that we never sent them because of the revolution. Yeah. Now, whether we should have yeah, said it, was it, to like, it was like four billion dollars or something yeah. like that, and they—I mean—they sent them cash. cash. Well, because they, we can't—they can't cash a check, right? And and there's a lot of barter that goes on amongst these bad actors, where you know they get weapons from North Korea, and I'll bet you they just you know, and they send a couple of tankers of oil. Okay, well, here's but it, yeah, I mean that—that's what—that's a lot of what's going on in that part of the world I, is you know you you want to you want the cash. You, you you want a, a money trail, and there's not necessarily a money trail. It's more of a stuff trail. Well, okay, but I, I, like I said, I, I will go. I will go to the the highest building here in Chicago and say Russell's sixty percent right. It's still not the same as yeah. you as you no, spend. Well, what, and what I'm saying is, I want to see somebody lay out yes the case, and I it just seems to me that that we should be able to do that. And the fact that we don't makes me start to question whether we really want to. That's exactly right. Because I mean, somewhere, I, I, someplace, I, I, yeah. somewhere, someplace, there's there's going to be cash. 
Now, okay, uh, they get an old tanker, then creeps out of port some night. Not that we can't spot a tanker, for God's sake. This, this tanker makes a beeline from Iran to North Korea. All right, well, that's, that's an interesting. How we can't track that, I have no idea. So it's there, and now all the, off comes the oil, and on goes a thousand drones or something. I mean, yeah. okay, now, now Iran somehow bought pieces of that. Now, did they get it from China? Was that a barter relationship? They got it from China, and China gave them, they gave China, you know, grain, which I don't think they have. They gave them oil, well, no, they don't have they, yeah. they can't really. Or they, gave, or they give them the oil. Yeah. Someplace, they somewhere. Oil. All they have is oil. But somewhere, and the cash is entering the system. Now, is, yeah. is it entering it through J.P. Morgan? Somewhere? Well, I want to know that, because I... You know what? If Jamie Dimon's in Guantanamo, I don't think it would be him. But, but if you know what, someplace, somewhere, there, there's people that we know about that are part of this deal that need to be squashed. Because you know, if, if we're at war, stealing money from the government is not a national should not be a national sport, should it? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. nor, nor should it be in you know when we've got a national emergency because of a pandemic. But people sure as hell did it. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I had a student that tried to do it, which I just... You know, his, his attempt was so poor. But he, like, created a website in a fake company trying to get, trying to get uh, money when he was, like, a sophomore in college. Well, I mean, the, the, the yeah, more... And, but, and I think he got close, which just says how easy it was to do that. This is one of... They're the worst students I've ever had. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so. it, when you do the, let me ask you this, Russell. Did you? Because well, morals are always a uh, well. There's there's people that uh, make them up themselves. What they call these guys the moral relativist, uh, and hopefully we're not that. Yet, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I mentioned on the air once, uh, and I'll, I'll say it again, to get to get your read on it. If you've got a, a small town. You know, say Homewood, Illinois. You know, okay, and it's it's built. It was all by, uh, what do you call houses that are two together. I guess they're townhomes, but they're always just two. Oh, right? they're like a duplex. Yeah, du- yeah. They they built yeah. that after the war. People still love them as as as, early, as uh, you know first time homes and so forth. Anyway, so if all of a sudden it's a, it's a contained community, you know, there's used car dealers, there's grocery stores. If somebody from the outside read the Fed. Starts putting fifty bucks in everybody's mailbox every day, and everybody goes, "Why? Why is this fifty bucks landing in my mailbox?" Uh, and now all of a sudden, you see the after a month or two, there'll be a little lag time. All of a sudden, the price of eggs is up, price of the used cars up because people now have more money, right? Is there's more yeah. money now? The money they and the money is not worth as much as it was before, correct? Because if you flip if you flip it and say instead of the uh, used car being worth ten grand. When it used to be worth eight, the flip side of it is the dollar is now worth less. The used car stays the same. If you do the other side of the equation, the dollars drop by twenty percent, right? Not the not yeah. the used car going up by twenty percent. But this is what most people don't think that way. But 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 for you or I, we may sit there and go, we think that this person is helping us out, but they're really not. Because now all of a sudden all the prices and everything are getting but the one thing you don't want to do, Russell, in protest, is tear down your mailbox. Right. Because all of a right. sudden, everybody else can afford the used car and you can't. Yeah. 
and and what what the Fed did, I mean, if they would have just said everybody here, take your take your ten bucks into the bank and walk out with fourteen, inflation would have been very manageable because all of a sudden, if Russell's making two hundred grand a year, now you're making two hundred eighty, right? Yeah. But yeah. it didn't work but, that way. Well, what can I buy with two eighty? Yeah. Well, because everything yeah. there is forty percent up. You're dead even. It's like a stock split, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, but but that's not what they do. Some people get it, some people don't. Some people quote deserve it, some people don't. I mean, clearly, some restaurants went out of business. They never got the dough. They're destitute. Mm-hmm. They lost. They lost their whole investment. Some some restaurants were able to sure. make their way through because they had an outdoor. They had this. They had an area where they could do carry out. They had a, they had a, a food that would do carry out. They were pizza or Chinese or something. Uh, and all of a sudden, they may have had actually, a, you know, because they could raise prices. They could have had, I know one guy, his best year ever, and got two $350,000 checks from the government because his, because his bar was shut down. His bar was six people. <laughs> but that was that's the way the law was written. Part of it, yeah. he, had, he had a partial shutdown. Um, you know, I mean, so was it fair in any sort of a moral sense no, but I don't think I would have told that guy to not send in the application, would you? It was helicopter uh, money. No, not at all. And I now mean, all of a sudden, it, everything he buys is... Because the alternative is, you know, a, a ridiculous amount of financial pain. Yeah, well, plus now yeah. every every other restaurant um, that he's competing with now has this $700,000 check, and he doesn't. So if someplace mm-hmm. goes up for bid, they're going to they're gonna outbid him. I mean, yeah. the... the, the it must have been four or five listeners that sent in all, all the same issue. Russell, get a load of that. I don't know where the mind is of the Stocks and Jacks listener, but must have mm-hmm. been five people that said, hey, wait a minute. How come the, uh, the what, what's the name of Waste management, uh, the garbage collectors of Naperville, for instance, why did they get, you know, whatever their check was, a million-dollar check to keep people employed? There never was a week that went by. They didn't pick up the garbage. They worked every week. I don't like working from yeah. home like all the rest of the mops in the world. They actually they actually worked. Yeah. And, and they got paid their normal stuff because the city paid them their normal stuff. Yet, you know, trash haulers of, you know, Naperville or you name the place got a million-dollar check. Well, okay. <laughs> Where did that go? Right into the owner's pocket, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe he gave everybody. Some guys probably gave people bonuses and stuff. I mean, everybody's not that big of a crook, but I'm going to say a lot of people didn't. Did the people who got these these checks at these restaurants? Did they sprinkle the infield with their employee and say, "I'm going to keep two fifty. I'll spread a hundred around." I mean, that'd be very nice. How many people even did that? Much less half or something. Nobody. Nobody. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, what do they think this this money? So it didn't even turn out even in the restaurant. Right, I mean, some people work the yeah. regular twelve, fifteen bucks an hour making pizzas or whatever, and and all of a sudden the owner gets a three hundred fifty thousand dollar check in each pocket. <laughs> what was my brother says once in a while? Life is good, right? Eh? Yeah, everything is everything is turning up. Uh, you, yeah, whoever you are getting those checks. So I mean, yeah. you know, is is this was this done on purpose? That none of it was driven down to the person. Who actually now if person if the people got laid off okay they mm-hmm. you kept them on salary all right that that part I get but if they were working anyway you just kept it mm-hmm. I mean, 
could you write a, how could you couldn't have made it I actually read one of those bills. I didn't make it through the first four paragraphs. I could tell you the lobbyist was with some somebody from the restaurant industry. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so, yeah, yeah it, you, can, you can tell who actually wrote these things for it, sure. And you know what is even more bizarre is if you were an essential industry like we are, a brokerage firm mm-hmm. or a bank, you didn't you didn't qualify if you were essential, unless you had a. A drop in in uh, in uh, not income, a drop in revenue of twenty percent. If you weren't shut down because of the COVID, some part of your business shut down. And oh, by the way, if you were able to do your business from home, then you weren't shut down. So, still working. Yeah, yeah. So so that's, so so you know we didn't qualify. PTI Securities. Okay, we didn't because of the, the COVID and because of the, the riots in the city and the fact that our building was boarded up. We didn't have a client come to the office for two years. And uh, all the restaurants down here were shut down, so I couldn't meet anybody at a restaurant. Um, yet we weren't technically shut down, and, and our revenue didn't go down 20%. So no. we, we got nothing. Which I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm not saying we should have, but, but how is it? Across the street, Lakeside Bank. The place is boarded up. They got one person working, and they were a security guard for two years. You can't tell me they weren't they, they weren't shut down, but they sure as hell were affected. Now, yeah. I, and I'm not saying I'd be perfectly happy with nobody getting a dime. But wait a minute, <laughs> the garbage guys are getting are getting everybody's paycheck double, and they're, the guy's putting it in his own pocket. I mean, this this is not done without purpose, Russell. And now, and now we're going to go yeah. into some kind of a war, and we, we want people. I mean, what? It, what? All the all the Republicans, and I'll I'll say this: all the Republicans that want Joe Biden to escalate this thing to the max and go after Iran, if he shows up tomorrow on stage and says, "You know what? These guys are right. I got to start kicking some ass over in Iran or someplace. We've got irrefutable evidence, just like of the weapons of mass destruction, right? Irrefutable evidence that is all coming out of this place, and we got to." do this stuff, we got to make a risk on broadening this conflict, which I don't want to do. Oh, by the way, uh, as of today, uh, we're putting a 25% surcharge on everybody's income taxes and corporations are going back to 35% to pay for it. Can you imagine the squealing on the Republican side of the aisle? Oh, gosh, no. So how the hell are we going to pay for it? I don't, I I have no idea where you're going to get it from, but goodness. But I don't want, I don't want taxes to go up, but I mean, George Bush, didn't he start this whole mess by putting a war on a credit card? I'm sorry, you paid it in and out on me. Oh, so George Bush put, put essentially a war on a credit card. Do oh, you, yeah. Do you think Rumsfeld and, and Cheney and the rest of the neocons around him would have said, okay, we're invading Iraq tomorrow, and as of tomorrow, uh, your taxes uh, put a 10% bumper on it this year. The Republicans would have gagged. So, no, you're supposed to go kick some ass. That's what we do is, is neocons. But, bo- oh, by the way, lower our taxes. I don't want to pay anymore. How do you do, how do, you do both things? You don't. Well, you do. Now we're paying you for it. You shouldn't. How about, how about I say yeah. you shouldn't? <laughs> all right, so what, what's going on? I'm, I'm doing all the talking. What's going on in academia? Yeah. Uh, nothing exciting in academia. You know, just um, getting a still – it, it's so funky starting the spring semester when you have – you know, you're coming off the holidays, and then you have a Monday holiday in a week. And uh, it, it seems like this is just the week that all the students are really starting to pay an awful lot of attention. Um, and they, 
And I'm catching a lot of crap because they, they, they keep asking me when it's time to buy the stocks, and I, I keep saying much is lower. Uh, <laughs> so, I, you know, academia, just always academia. We do have big news that, I'm, that I, I'm supposed to share with you regarding the dog situation. Really? Yes. It was very exciting. You got another one. In fact, one of, one of my daughters burst into tears about this. Um, we uh, the, the way it's supposed to work is you're not allowed to, when you offer hospice, you're not supposed to adopt a dog. But we, but since the dog lasted so long, um, we get to officially adopt, we officially adopted the dog over the weekend. Oh, good for you. I know, and, the, and, and ever since then, the dog's been very lazy, and it's like she knows that we can't get rid of her now, and her attitude changed immediately. So you got, like, mice all yeah. running around the place uh, and she doesn't Yeah, get... she's just like, you know, uh, uh, I ain't going outside. Well, <laughs> I, I don't... No, but in all seriousness, we did, uh, we, we, we officially adopted her. Uh, and, just, and, and part of it, the, the rescue organization would pay, like, all of her food would get sent to us. Um, you know, they'd pay for the vet and everything else. So we're just taking over the responsibility of taking care of her. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. Those guys are operating on a shoestring budget, so we'll we'll take care of Mocha from here on out. Well, you know, it's been really fun for us. I wonder if that's uh, I hate to use the term BS. I wonder if that's BS on their part because when I adopted Scruff, it seemed like all kinds of people were hospicing a dog, and then as soon as somebody else wanted it, they go, "You're not going anywhere." You know. Oh well, no. The, the hospice thing is your. Hospice is not, not hospice. I mean, uh, what do they call it? What do they call it when you, when when you, a lot of the, the the dog places didn't necessarily have a big place like Paws or somebody, so they would have them in people's houses. Yeah, yeah, that's what they, and and they focus on, um, you know, different breeds. Yeah, like one one of the people I work with down here in Indiana is really big into Kentuckiana pug rescue, and they have really strict rules with respect to adoption. Yeah. Uh, and the French Bulldog people have really, you're not supposed to uh, adopt, especially the first dog that you hospice. Uh, and the thing was, we were only supposed to hospice this dog for three or four months. And she, uh, with tomorrow will be, tomorrow will actually be 18 months. <laughs> She's lived in the hospice. Well, that's, you know, it, so, it's, it's, at one uh, point. And at, the, and at this point, we just. We said, we know what the rule is, but why don't you guys let us, and that way, you know, you can apply whatever, you know, monthly cost of the dog food is uh, to another dog or do something else with it. Oh. Yeah. I I had to actually sign paperwork and stuff to officially adopt the dog. It's it's more complicated than you think. When I... It is. When I adapted Scruff, I mean, he had been, he had been adapted by two other people. It, oh, what, what, baby. What, 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 what wasn't obvious, if you went and walked mm-hmm. him and stuff, is that he had his back legs were kind of messed up. But he walked okay. fine. But he walked fine, and he could run fine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he didn't run crazy fine, but he, but he could run fine. But he, he had real problems going up steps. Mm-hmm. Because his back legs, were, they just, you know, they were kind of going on him. He was such a dumb little dog. Um, <laughs> I loved him, but... You know, terrier dogs are not the sharpest knives in the drawer, no. generally. Yeah. So we'd go up the front steps, and I'd put my hands under his back legs, and he'd run up with oh, his front. Cute. And he'd run up with his front legs and think he did it himself. Oh, and the, the feeling of satisfaction. Oh yeah, he was all he was all, all happy. Very proud of him. And, and uh, so 
I go I go get him on like a Friday, and the ladies uh-huh. the ladies got another dog. He's got a little buddy, and he's perfectly happy there. So I basically dog napped the poor guy, put him uh. my, you know put him in my truck. He's looking at me. So we did three days of you know he went around with me and went with my mom to breakfast and the whole bit. So Monday I mean I sit down on the porch. I go. Scruff, are you happy here? You want to go back? Tell me. <laughs> I, you know, because he, he, now he had to have a dog walker because I was gone most of the day. and uh, right. you know, But he was older, so, he, you know, he slept some. But I'm like, hey, do you want to go back or don't you? I mean, he couldn't really talk to me, but he seemed like he was happy enough. And, you know, so some young lady, not that I remember, very attractive, comes by one day to interview me. I don't know if he had to go through this. And uh, so she says, well, you know, uh, are you keeping him in a cage? I go, no, no, no. My house is his house. Okay. So what if you move in the next apartment, they won't take a dog? I said, well, then I'm not moving there. <laughs> like, I'm, t- I'm talking like a guy of my generation. And she's, yeah. looking, and she's looking at me, and what about this? And I finally said, you know, I'm a 50-year-old guy adopting a 10-year-old dog. We're going to be fine. Knock yeah, really. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, n- n- knock it off. Years. His house is my house. Knock it off. And she looks at me and she goes, okay. <laughs> and that was it. But I, you had to sign up to, if you did ever get rid of him, you had to give him back to them, which I get. Yeah. Uh, but no, he was fine. I, I think I was totally sandbagged, though. You at least know what you have. I, they told me he was 10. I think he was more like 12. Because we only had two or three kind of real good years together. And then he started to really fail. And I had the last two years. But he went. He was kind of blind and couldn't hear. That doesn't happen at twelve. It's more like a sixteen thing. Yeah. And I, yeah. He, he had doggy Alzheimer's. He would pace. No, we've, we've 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 had one of those. Yeah, yeah he paced all the, night. The last card uh, that we had was definitely. Um, yeah, we basically we get lost in the corner sometimes. Yeah, he'd be behind the door. But my dog walker yeah. calls me up and he goes, "Tom, how come you didn't tell me this is crazy Owen?" Uh, uh, how come you didn't tell me you took Scruff somewhere? I go, oh, and I didn't take him anywhere. He's there someplace. Fantastic. <laughs> 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 well, it turns out he'd, he'd walk behind my bedroom door and couldn't get out. He was just stuck there. He just stayed there. And then one day he got behind the TV with all the wires. I go, Scruff, what are you, rewiring the place? Get out of there. Pick him up and drag him out of there. But he'd get in somewhere and he didn't know how to get out. <laughs> anyway, but he was a good guy. But we, you know, the, the Alzheimer's medication had to be, Ten years ago, it was one hundred and fifty dollars a month, and it actually worked somewhat. And then, yeah. I, so I said, you know, one hundred and fifty. This is kind of expensive. I took him off it for three days. I go, oh, this stuff's working. I put him right back in. It was nice hand. Yeah. So, uh, what what are your you you mentioned the young people? Uh, one of my uh, a couple of my listeners, you know, they have young. They actually have sons that I've met, uh, or one has daughters, and. Uh, the, the young kids are absolutely. Why would why would you ever sell this? Goes up every day. This reminds me so much of like 1968 through 70. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I heard that the Nifty yeah. Fifty thing. That that's kind of every night. Every night. Every night the market yeah. was up 15 points, 18 points, which does seems like nothing now. I'm talking about the Dow. When, once 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 we came off the gold standard, and uh, the Fed started putting some money in the system. I, I'm going to go back. I think we got really close to 1,000 in the Dow. I'm going to say in 1968, 69, Russell. Then back off, and it took 20 years. Well, it didn't go through again to one, 82, 83, 84. That's a long time. But now you tell people there's a 14-year gap between highs. People look at you, you've got like eight heads. What what are you talking about? We make a new high every day. Oh, yeah, well, it hasn't always been like that. 
no, it has not. And what's interesting is is the tsunami of stuff that that came together and crushed that is similar to what we got going on now. Yeah. You know, we're not necessarily the inflation part, but the Middle East part. Yep. The other thing is, I I feel like the Arab countries don't aren't as united as they were back then. Well, they don't they don't have uh, we're making we're we're producing thirteen and a half million barrels a day. They don't have anywhere near the power. What's what what are those guys used to be forty percent of the market? Now they're what twenty? Yeah. And my understanding is Iran, in the, we were talking about, and I got cut off, but we were talking about the how do, how do all the bad actors you know, put the stuff together to be bad actors. Yeah. Uh, officially, Iran is only exporting a million barrels a day. At their height, they were exporting four million. I will bet you <laughs> that, that they're actually exporting a lot more than a million a day. I'll take the over on two and a half. Yeah, and that, and and I, that and that oil is is what you know their ability to do that uh, is what funds a lot of the stuff that we see going on. What? Uh, when's the that last time? I I I I think I, I I think I understand. How's that for being stupid? But um, I think there are people, not you and me, that could put essentially a big plunger in a in a, in a tanker full of oil. And in 20 minutes, can tell you exactly where it came from. Oh yeah, yeah. And because I think every oil has a trace. I mean, the Venezuelan stuff's got sand in it. The, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I'm sure you can tell uh, exactly uh, where it comes yeah. from. And uh, yeah. what do you think? I'm. I will bet you. Well, I bet that it'll never. Somewhere or another, that Iranian oil, some of it has made its way here, or places where other people would say. Never, never here, Rotterdam, someplace. And I'm going to say that in this day and age, if it were to land someplace, the chances of our government, which can't seem to stop people from driving on the shoulder and everything else, uh, there's no way that they're taking that board of directors at that refinery out of that place in cuffs and putting them in jail. It, we, don't, we don't do that here anymore. If you're, mm-hmm. I mean, we only enforce the laws against some people, and we don't exactly know who those are until tomorrow. I mean, it's. I mean, we can trace this stuff if we want to. I don't think we want to. No, we don't. I think I think there are a lot of questions that we just don't want the answers to, and both parties agree that we're just not going to explore some of those things. Right. What is, so what are, would you unless you unless you get a crazy guy who's not a lifelong politician in the White House? Well, then they won't pay attention to him. Yeah. Or everything he says is just absolutely wrong. Well, which and most of it is. Or, orange man, very bad. Can't can't we get a a total yeah. rabble rouser from the outside there that isn't a a, a blithering idiot? Can't we get somebody who can't we get a, a Solomon rabble rouser instead of some guy with a history and we can't you know? In other words, yeah. can't can't we get the Trump phenomenon without Trump? I guess is my question. That's what I was hoping for. I, you know, Howard Schultz, the guy, I think that was the guy for, that was the Starbucks CEO that wanted to run four years ago. He he started a campaign and uh, bad, you know, very loud people showed up at his events and shouted him down. And he was like, you know what, screw that. Who, who do you think? I don't need this. Who, who are the people, yeah. who, are, who are the people, do you think, that torpedoed uh, Gary Hart? Torpedoed Elliot Spitzer. Not that he didn't help himself. Uh, and that Spitzer, yeah, Spitzer, Spitzer made it easy. But but who are? Well, I mean, 
who knows what people might find if they they they, they tape your phone line. I don't think they'd find anything, but maybe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, not that interesting. No, no, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> but I mean, the, you still wouldn't like it being taped. No, no, not at all. But I'm uh, saying, who, but who are these people that when uh, Tom Dart goes out to Washington and talks to somebody and comes back and says, "I'm not running for mayor." Who exactly does he talk to, and what do they say? If you run for mayor, we're going to take out one of your kids. I mean, I mean, what do they do? What do they, what do they tell people? I, I think it's I think it's the money guys. Because I I, I talked to somebody about that, that had run for governor in, in Illinois and came in by third in the, on the Republican side, just about how it all works. And you, you just can't run unless you've got either your own money or you know a substantial financial backer right off the bat. Well, one of the there's no, there's no and you know AOC she had she had a significant financial backer. You know, a lot of people. She's not as grassroots as you think she was. Well, she's also uh, hot. I don't do what. She's also hot. I you know I, okay. Um, I don't I don't see that. She's young. I don't see the, the hot part. Uh, I think that was a. Somebody else used to be on the show was, uh, was was very fixated on that part around her, but you know, <laughs> the, the point is, you really it's money people. Well, I, I agree. Know? I I just uh, uh, there, there's a big uh, you know there's a the Co- you know the Cox brothers who uh, may have shot themselves in the foot because I believe they've been backing Nikki Haley, and I think that's who Trump was talking to when he said you're not welcome in MAGA if you've been backing any of my competitors. Well, but he but he, he should never say stuff like that. He should never no, you shouldn't, because he's going to need them. Well, not just that. Yeah. I mean, we, we, this is this is not a dictatorship yet. No, it's not. And, no. and somebody supports no, somebody. No, nor will it ever be. Our, our system is strong. Uh, but, boy, we're getting close. The only problem is that dictators aren't the people who are are, in char- are, are nominally in charge. Hey, well, so what do you tell your gang? Well, one last question. We got a dash. Oh. Uh, what do you tell your your gang about? The market right now. I, I mean, I, I go through all this stuff with it's, the the expensive. Um, expensive is not a reason to sell. Okay. I really, you know, when they, what do you think of it? Because we're all so. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, we we move. We actually had this discussion of, with a small group of students yesterday about how the market tends to overreact both to the upside and to the downside. And we're just, you know, we're, we're kind of in an upside extreme here, but we can stay in an upside extreme for a very long time. Okay, I'm going to lob two things at you that are, are conflicting. One is, mm-hmm. if if the Fed continues to push money in, I don't see a big sell-off, so I'm with you. The other part of the coin is, I was looking at those stocks that go up every day. I was looking at Costco. I'm a member of Costco. I like Costco. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a retailer. They now are 47.7 PE higher than any time in the country's history other than like one of the months in COVID. Uh, I don't think they're a screaming short if the Fed's doing what they're doing, but you know what? Somewhere in our lifetime again, retailers are going to be 15 and 18. They're not going to be 47. Even if they are somewhat quasi-monopolist or you know becoming part of the big box group of seven or eight or whatever it is the 47 is not sustainable now are they going to make a lot more money can they raise their prices more if the fed puts out more dough and all of a sudden the 47 becomes a 
a 35 just by inflation. All that stuff is out there, but I just can't say, go get this retailer at 47 PE, it deserves to be 60. I mean, all kinds of other stuff has to happen to bring this price into line. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't mean it's going down, or it doesn't mean and, it won't grow into it. And I, and I feel like the, the stock market's been very much priced for you know the best of all worlds, that you know, we'll get lower rates, and uh, you know corporations will get rescued, and everything will be all good across the board. How many how many you people, know. last question, this is a shot at the TV people that make a lot of money, uh, how many people who do nothing but say you should buy stocks because the Fed is going to start lowering rates are even aware or would also mention to you, but oh, by the way, since they've started raising rates, the market's actually up. I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not. You take the day of the first increase from 0.25% and where the market was then, we're actually up. Mm-hmm. So you you would think that if you tell somebody, by the way, these interest rates go down, you got to be along this market, that the flip side would be if interest rates go up, you want to be shorted. Well, that didn't happen. No, it did not. Which is bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, anyway you take yeah, care no, of yourself. Next week, we'll be back on just, Zoom. Um, I don't think hanging your hat on that buying stocks because you know rates are going to come down in the near future is the way to be. No, so I, speak- I don't think that I, I don't think that's going to be the you know the, the huge catalyst that everybody thinks it's going to be. What do you think the penalty would be for a, uh, a host of a of a podcast uh, if we're not up and running by like the end of the week? They have four engineers like hanging from the L tracks. Would that be good? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not one of your engineers. Oh God! Um, actually, you would know, like but if, you, if you need some help with uh, with you know stringing them up on the L track, I got a guy. Okay, oh, I imagine you do. Look, it's not going to come to that. I like these I guys. I know it's not. You brought it up. I, I know. Bring the up the, the thought does right? cross your mind, though, doesn't it? SP yeah, futures down yeah. 27. Nasdaq futures down 190. Back tomorrow, stocks and jacks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. That's all, folks.